Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. On a scale of one to ten, how big of a fan of Patrick Wah are you? I'm an eleven out of ten. And the literal translation of Roa is King. Uh, part of the reason I love him so much is that we are very similar. And my guess is the book on Patrick Wah would be very similar to what the book is on me. He's uncontrollable. My dad would be proud of that fact. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, and you are seeing something a little different. Hello, Serena. Hello. How you doing? I'm well. You? Good to see you again. You ready to talk hockey? Always. You always are ready to talk always hockey. Always ready. For our viewers that uh, don't know, the very first ever female play-by-play broadcaster in Canada. How about that? You like that introduction, don't you? That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> I know you weren't. It just popped into my head this morning. Like, that would be a pretty good way to introduce her here into hour two on Game Plus Television, WQEE. She's been on the air with us where? World Juniors, uh, the, the Beach, Beach House. House. Talk. She's our hockey analyst. So it's a very big hockey day. There were nine games in the National Hockey League last night. There are four tonight including her Edmonton Oilers at the Chicago Blackhawks. But I'm not averse to rewinding, talking about what went down last night in the NHL. And before we go any further, uh, we do have a poll question that's up today. And I never did hear, if you guys want to flash up the graphic here, of both Capital and the jerseys. We're running a bracket. Once and for all, we're going to decide who's the best retro reverse jersey in the National Hockey League. Yesterday, Florida just pummeled Tampa. Destroyed him. If only they could do that on the ice. Today, it's Arizona versus Vegas for the best retro jersey out of the two desert teams in the National Hockey League. And to be honest, on Twitter, last I saw, 57% voted for the Vegas Golden Knights. That, that thing. And with Arizona, I don't care for that dog. Are you guys back there? Do you have a YouTube vote that you can pass along? I haven't heard from anybody back there. I voted for Vegas on Facebook. Did you? Yeah. Why? Because that color is hideous. The for, orange? Yeah. It's what, what is it, Clark? What do you got? 57% Arizona on YouTube, 57% Vegas on YouTube. So no, I'm sorry. They were talking to my ear while you were talking. You're good. You don't like the color? I, no. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. It's just not my favorite. I generally prefer the simplicity of a jersey, so that's why I like the Vegas one. It's basic. Uh, like well, it. Florida won yesterday, and I don't know how this is going to wind up. You got another 23 hours, basically, to put in your vote. 
for Arizona or Vegas. We're going to run them all. I think this is going to run us all winter. So listen, the, the number is there, 902-518-3033. If you want to talk jerseys, you want to talk about, about other things, it's going to be a great hockey discussion here in hour two. And then later on, the reigning East Division most outstanding player of the Canadian Football League's Montreal Alouettes, Gino Lewis, is going to be with us to talk a little ball. Now, um, we'll get to the viewer comments in a moment, but going back to last night, I want your thoughts on this. You saw the buildup. Now, actually, let's walk back to Monday night. Stop. <laughs> Do you want to just take it away? I've been told I'm, I'm not filtered. By who? By you. <laughs> you didn't know that. How about that? <laughs> um, listen, the dyed-in-the-wool Oilers fan over here who's in South Florida and not the biggest Florida Panthers fan. Um, I'll only, listen, I said she's nuclear. Matthew Chuck going back to Alberta. Go. What did he expect? I, I know he expected that, I feel. He knew what he was doing going into Edmonton, putting his hand up on his ear, and the first goal of the game, I'm like, I don't understand why somebody would get cocky like that in a place like Edmonton. I don't know. Your first game back somewhere like that, even Chris Pronger flew it under the radar. And Oiler fans despise him. Like, why wouldn't you just chill out for a little bit? Continue. And then <laughs> his blowing a tire in overtime. I don't really think anybody was going to stop McDavid and Dreisaitl in a three-on-three anyway, but let's be honest, it just was icing on the cake. It was fantastic. Uh, So what they're saying in Alberta, what I heard out of Calgary, where we spent half our time at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, and by the way, I'll get to the viewer comments in a moment, but that there wasn't enough build-up time from the Edmonton game for the Panthers going into Calgary, because it was the very next night. You know what I'm saying? So what? Well, the game was sold out anyways. They're just saying there wasn't as much hype as maybe they would have liked. And then... Did the schedule just get released the day before? No, I know. But Kachuk doesn't have a point. The Panthers get spanked 6-2. They're down 3-0 after the first period. And so there was. it was exactly what we thought it would be. And Ryan Leslie thought it would be, who was on here yesterday from Sportsnet Flame. Some cheers, some boos, but overall, eh, let's move on. Johnny Gaudreau is going to get a lot of heat when he comes back in oh, January. Absolutely. But I Kachuk think, did not. Yeah, I think that with Kachuk, I mean, from what the sounds of it, they kind of were happy at the start. They applauded him softly and then kind of booed him every time he touched the puck. But that's the way it's going to be when you leave a Canadian team and go somewhere else. Kevin the Medium's watching. You know him? I know Kevin very well. In Alberta, he says, okay, I got to say it. Serena's on the wrong side. I know, I know. Stay in my lane. How about that? I didn't tell you to stay in your lane. I've said... A million times, I'll say it a million and one. I'm the radio guy. I don't know how stuff looks. So next time, you want to switch? Maybe even the next segment, switch? Whatever. I don't know. I don't care. Just listen, okay? Just enjoy. Now, Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, did he get booed in Calgary? I didn't see the game. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, not a ton. Well, and she brings, Jennifer brings up the karma train came in and ran him off the tracks, being cheeky in Edmonton, which you just covered. Yeah. But that is Matthew Kachuk. That's just the way that he is. He's not the first guy to be like that. Not surprised. I just don't understand why somebody would do that. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you want to get cocky at the end, I'm like, okay, but the first goal, he was just... I don't know. Anybody that ever played for the Flames, though, to me, is not in my fan book. So it doesn't really <laughs> matter. 
Producer Clark telling me, don't worry about moving Rod. Let's just leave it. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Clark. From the producer of the show. Um, we're going to talk about the Winnipeg Jets. They clubbed Colorado last night 5 nothing. Our number two city for viewership is Winnipeg. Number three is Calgary. But I want to ask you what I asked the viewers last hour. Can we determine the winner of the trade yet? As we sit here today, Calgary or Florida? The I will trade. always stand by the fact that Calgary won. I still feel Calgary won this trade. We're not even, you know, halfway through the season. It's way too early to tell. I think that Huberto hasn't really found his stride yet. And Kachuk is the right fit for the players that they have on Florida's team. But I don't think Florida is gritty enough. That's just my opinion. They got a lot of work to do. And it was a wonderful interview last hour with Alan May. Because if we sit here right now, Alan May, the former capital, and he's now on their TV broadcast, I said, both Florida and Washington are out of a playoff spot today. Do they both get in, one get in, or neither? And he thinks one will, and there's still a lot of hockey to be left. Could you imagine both those teams missing? You know what's really funny is they're not the only teams that are sitting on that verge of not getting in a playoff spot, but they have guys performing on their team. Ovechkin performs every game. To be fair, Kachuk is performing for Florida. It's, there's teams like that out there that are, that are sitting there like that. Well, take your hockey comments because we asked for them. Um, I put the gong up on the f- away. So we'll just say, John, um, watching in Winnipeg, says, I want to see the Winnipeg Jets in the playoffs. This city is craving playoff hockey. White out. Sure, John, like they haven't been there in 100 years. It hasn't been that long. It's like been a year. I Every I team's craving playoff hockey. I get it, but not everybody can be in the playoffs, and that includes the San Jose Sharks. Ted and Red Deer says, great to see Serena again. You guys got any thoughts on the comeback of Eric Carlson this year? He seems rejuvenated. I'll tell you what. I firmly believe that Eric Carlson is, I think if he played in a market that was a little bit more hockey exposed, he'd be a completely different person. He's such a great hockey player. He's, he's fantastic. Unbelievable. But I think going from Ottawa to San Jose or whatever, nobody really cares. And he's just injury just bit him. But yeah, I think he's unbelievable. They say the best skater since Paul Coffey. This is what I've heard. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really look at how guys skate or whatever. Like, you look at, especially with a defenseman. When you can say that about a defenseman, like, we watch Victor Hedman all the time, and I personally think he's a terrible skater. He's just not a fast player because he's so large. It takes a lot to move that mass. But, yeah, I would say Carlson, he's not quite near as big as Hedman, and he just moves a lot better. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Breaking news. Thank you, Ryan, in New York for passing it along. The Pittsburgh Penguins have announced that defenseman Chris Letang is out indefinitely after suffering a stroke on Monday. This will be his second, and all we can say is we wish him well. Chris Letang and the Letang family wish him the best and a speedy recovery. I can't believe he came back to the degree that he has from the first one. Hopefully he can do the same here. Jenna's watching in Southern California and says, I want some Sabres playoff hockey. Now we're getting somewhere. They, have, they got the longest drought in the National Hockey League. Do they ever, but probably the most talented group of young players in the league right now. Just watching the highlights the other night. I was super impressed. Do you want to grab the gong? John, yeah. John. John, if, if you don't, well, he, No, he's got a lot of good comments here, and I feel like I got... You don't want... If you don't... I'll get it. I'll ahead. get it. I just... But we got it all set up. 
Uh, yeah. We just jump on that thing like it's a saddle. You're good. All right. <laughs> okay, John Ohm. There's the reason I had to read this one. I wouldn't have normally. Ohm. He says, I'm also craving some Hooters wings. You know what made me think of that? The Nina Cup. We could go to Hooters today, too, actually. Bingo! Going to Thank Hooters you, John. after this. Thank Bingo. you. Spicy. Haven't been there in over a year. I haven't been there at all. I've been to the yeah. Hooters here in Boca, but yeah, it's been a long time. And it's 111 Eastern. <clears throat> We're going right off into the ditch here, which is what I expected would happen. Um, well, like I say, we can take the gloves off. I, I want to say this about Florida. We have, we have plenty of time left in this segment, but I really think, and I know this will cause an argument, but I'm okay with it, that they're missing Alexander Barkov, their captain. He's missed three games. They've lost three games. Last year, they were. you watched the games last year. They were so good, they could miss some guys and still win. They're not good enough this year that they can miss their captain and still win without him, my opinion. My opinion, and I've said this for years, and I think Barkov is overrated. I don't think Barkov is a difference maker on that team. I just don't. He doesn't put up a ton of points. He's never in the right place at the right time. He's smart, and he's talented. He's like better off. He doesn't have to work that hard. But I just don't really think he's the difference maker on that Panthers team. I really don't. Um, I'll explain overrated because there are those that will say he's the most skilled player in the National Hockey League period. You've seen him live. He's pretty damn good. What, when you define overrated, he shouldn't be captain. He shouldn't be making $8.5 a year. What? All of the above. C. Um, I, this is just the snob coming out in me. Having a Canadian captain is just going to lead you to more success. It's been proven. There's very few teams that have won a Stanley Cup that don't have a Canadian captain. And I don't care what nationality. He's got nothing to do with that. But he doesn't stand out on the ice. It's not saying he doesn't get the job done, but he really doesn't get the job done. You've had him for the captain for how long? They were terrible for years. They won the President's Cup last year and then choked in the playoffs, and now they're out of a playoff spot. At what point do you say, if the, co- if the coach is held accountable, at what point is the captain held accountable? Fair. Uh, the bar flies watching says, you tell him, Serena. Listen, she doesn't need any encouragement. She's fine. <laughs> oh, please bring it. And while I have you here, um, what about those that say, What's wrong with the orders? It wasn't that long ago that they were in a swoon. Then they come back and score four in the third period. You beat the Rangers the other night. They come back and beat the Florida Panthers. Is there anything wrong with the Edmonton orders besides the fact that Evander Kane's hurt? No. I'm not obsessed with our goaltending. Um, I hope Campbell comes into his own a little bit, but I'm seeing like there's a, that's probably, I would say, the missing puzzle piece like it always is since grant fear left bill ranford i guess was my favorite goaltender so after he left that was pretty much it but no i don't think there's anything wrong with them they've been on the road a lot they lost a few games but they had two big comebacks it always depends i watched them play here when they were here against florida and it depends whether or not dry in the game there's a really good chance mcdavid's always in the game but if dry is rolling that's when the team is rolling uh, do you see them making it to the final four this year or even winning the Stanley cup? Well, I would have never saw it at this point last year. If somebody would have told me Mike Smith was going to stand on his head in the playoffs and take us to the conference final, eh, probably not, but 
Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, the medium, says, wow, I think we need a daily shot of Serena. Let's bottle it up. Sell it. <laughs> I know. Been trying for years. Yeah. By the way, before we break and we'll come back, and I knew that the segment would get spicy. For those that don't know, we have a little more than a minute. The very first female play-by-play broadcaster in Canada was her. And what, would, what was it? 19 years, 18 years ago? We just had the newspaper articles forwarded to us not that long ago. Something what does it like mean that. to you to have that status? Honestly, nothing. I don't think about it very often because I knew that I was talented enough to do it. And I don't see it as, oh, a female, a female. Everything yeah. is so female driven that I don't really think like that. It's an honor. Don't get me wrong. I was very blessed to do what I was doing in that regard. I just loved what I did. Well, uh, we hired her. She did a great job, but probably far, far too far ahead of her time <laughs> to be Potentially. With, with what's going on now. So we'll take your questions. We've got sports updates coming up. We have uh, Gino Lewis of the Montreal Alouettes coming up as well. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. New York Fries is a proud member of the Calgary community, and to give back, they're hosting free public skating opportunities at ice rinks around Calgary. Open to families and the general public in support for Kids Sport Calgary. Visit FamilySkateYYC.com for a full list of times and locations. Presented by New York Fries. All right, as we're talking hockey on a Wednesday in Paradise, episode number 893 of your favorite daytime sports talk shows coming at you. I did as much as I could, guys. As I said, I'm not the lighting guy. We'll get this this, this thing fixed, all right, Serena? It's, it's all about the sound, however. Kevin, the medium, says we need to have you daily, not just once a week. You What's your rate? Couldn't afford you. Yeah. Were you about to say that? Uh, no, I was going to say you couldn't handle me. Yeah, that's true, too. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal. I think that looks fine for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center Approved. is. What's the best out of these two teams reverse retro jersey? The Arizona Coyotes or the Vegas Golden Knights? Can you throw the jersey up again, Clark? Are you able to do that? I know I'm asking for things on the fly here, and I probably shouldn't. But uh, Vegas is leading with 54% of the vote, and I guess this shouldn't surprise anybody, even that's been watching this show that knows the two of us. I voted for Arizona. She voted for Vegas. We don't agree on it. This might be split right down the middle. Yeah, Clark says it's about 50-50 on YouTube. Now, this show's about to get as spicy as a chicken sandwich because spicy. we've been talking NHL and so forth, but we're going to get into junior here. The Regina Pats 
are sweeping BC. They won in Kelowna last night, 6-5 in overtime. They're at Kamloops tonight. And from what we're understanding, the Moose was telling us last hour, it's like the Beatles. Everywhere the Pats go on the road, they're selling out arenas to watch Connor Bedard. You now know where I'm going with this, and I told you to be ready. Because you watched Connor Bedard at the World Juniors in Edmonton, and you have an opinion. I was underwhelmed. That's my opinion. I feel like, well, he definitely has a talent. And remember when Jordan Tutu was in the league, he did the same thing. Everywhere he went, people were lined up for autographs. Rinks were sold out. And, you know, okay, whatever. Like, I can get on it. But I think with Bedard, from what I saw at the juniors, he's playing in a completely different level than playing in the Western League. And Western League is tough. Don't get me wrong. But he's just... I just don't think the effort was there. And I'm an effort guy. You don't ever see Connor McDavid lay off the gas ever. And I didn't see that with Bedard. Now, I don't get a chance to watch him right now. He should be wheeling laps around guys in the Western League. But at the World Juniors, it was a completely different game. So as far as like, you know, how's he going to do? Where is he going to go in the draft? We had this discussion the other day, too. Who knows? From Jeff Gordon on YouTube says, finally, someone said it. Jeff, I, I've been saying it since Christmas, or the World Juniors were in at Christmas, August. I'm just not, I, I get it. He can skate circles around everybody, but. And has a great shot. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, it's, his shot is ridiculous, but you know what? It's not that much better than anybody else at his level in Canada. It's good. But yeah. I don't think it's Austin Matthews good. I don't yeah. think it's McDavid good. Um, we'll get to your questions for Serena in a second, but I just want to fulfill the viewers with your thought and listeners too on WQEE where they're surprisingly interested in Connor Bedard but, <laughs> than you would think in Atlanta. But they are because they're hockey fans down there. But you think that there's too much pressure, too much buildup on the kid, if I've read you right. Where, where do you see this going for him? Because he's going to go number one overall. To be fair, I think he could handle the pressure. I don't think that he's a guy that's going to, I think he's pretty, um, maybe stoic isn't the right word, but I don't think the pressure is going to get him. I just don't think that he has the grit and there's just something missing that's going to propel him to a superstar. He's no McDavid. Someone called him the next McDavid the other day. Please. A lot are, and that's unfortunate because you know, I'm not sure if I, I might have somewhere along the line. He's his own player. Um, more from Jeff Gordon. He says, Bedard likes to do cheap shots after the play, unnecessary for a talented player. Fair enough, but we've seen McDavid do it. I've personally seen it. I've seen Ovi do it. Sometimes enough's enough. The thing is, though, with Bedard, to be fair, watching him live, when you watch him live, like at the juniors, he was the one that got cheap shotted a lot. That's why he's doing it. Exactly. I will stick up for him for that. I don't think he's a dirty player, but guys are all over him all the time. All the time. Jennifer at the four season says, will Bedard be on the juniors this year? That is a Texas 10-4. There's no doubt about it. David in Winnipeg says, does Serena think her, you can speak right to her. Do you think your Canadian captaincy success for a team stands true with the Winnipeg Jets not having a captain for the distant future? Ooh, I think you have to have a captain regardless. Someone has to be running the ship. I just have never, 
agreed with teams that have, that haven't had a captain because regardless of what you're doing, whether it's a place of employment, a team, whatever the case, you're dealing with multiple personality types and different types of people. You have to have someone leading that crew. You have to. Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta says, Rod, I agree. Get this girl on the air as much as possible. Serena, you rock. Thank you. She does. I think we'll keep her. (laughs) Do you, uh, as we mentioned, the first ever female play-by-play broadcaster in Canada, but do you want to tell the folks what you do the rest of the time? What I do in my fitness, my free time. Yeah. I have a company called Eat Fitness. It stands for Educate and Train. It's all online coaching. So this giraffe, he (laughs) probably could afford to lift a weight or two, but um, we'll see. Doesn't like it. Yeah. (laughs) He's a good runner. He runs a lot. But yeah, I do nutrition, fitness coaching, everything online, which is, that's the way of the world now. Great. So that's what she does. You can look her up on that. So National Hockey League tonight, New York Rangers uh, at Ottawa, San Jose Sharks at Toronto, Buffalo at Detroit, and Edmonton. At Chicago, um, here's one for you. We are just past the quarterway mark, which is U.S. Thanksgiving in the National Hockey League. Which teams that are in right now do you think won't stay in? And I can call up the standings if you want. And those that are out that may get back in. That's a great question. I think there's a lot. You think a lot will change? Yeah, I think a lot's going to change. I, I think that the, your bottom five every week, I don't really foresee any of those teams rocking and rolling but ultimately sadly i don't think calgary's done i think they have a little bit left in the tank here i don't really think they've hit their stride as much but yeah i think there's going to be a lot of there's going to be like we talked about last year there's like the really good teams and the really bad teams and there wasn't too many in between i feel like this year there's a few more in between the playoff teams as it stands today boston toronto tampa New Jersey, the New York Islanders, Carolina, and the wildcard teams are Detroit and Pittsburgh. That's in the east. In the west, your teams are Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado, Vegas, Seattle, L.A., and the wildcard teams, believe it or not, are the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary yeah. Flames. Well, that's going to change, and I, think, I don't think Pittsburgh's done. I think Pittsburgh, a few weeks ago, they were on the road on like kind of a West Coast swing, and they had a tough time. They lost a lot of games in a row, and I think it'll flip around. You can't have superstars that have that much experience that are just going to let it go by the wayside. They'll turn it around a little bit, I think. John in Edmonton wants to know, what's your thoughts on why there are no Canadian NHL teams winning the Stanley Cup since 1993? I don't really think it has anything to do with geographical location. I've never really thought that. I think that the league is changing so much that there's always, I mean, there's so many Canadians on every team. Like we go to games here in Florida and there's a ton of Canadians on the team. And it's like, it doesn't matter. The players don't care where they're playing. They just play for their team. So I'm not trying to use that as an excuse. Cause people ask me that all the time. I've lived in the U S for 15 years. I was like, Oh, how come a Canadian team has one? I'm like, do you, do you have any idea who your captain is? <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> they don't, they don't. Uh, Ted in Red Deer wants to know, so Serena, would you trade out of the first overall pick for a hall of picks and players? No. Not, Not this, this year, year, I wouldn't. No. There's too many good guys that are up for the draft this year. 
that I think I wouldn't do it this year, depending on the year. Like if it was this past year, yeah, I'd have traded. Why not? If it depends on who you need, like depends who you need. If you need a goaltender, if you need a whatever, maybe you make a trade, but that's a bad example. (laughs) Nobody trades for a goaltender, but. You mentioned being in uh, the United States for 15 years. Mm. Holy smokes. Here we go. (laughs) All those are the texts. I just oh. opened up from Perry S. Hockey. Perry Shockey is watching in Lethbridge, Alberta. You remember Shocks? Yeah. Uh, she's, he says, uh, hey, Rod. I said, hot Rod. Went to the Flames game last night. Huberdeau has a more complete game and most importantly, a maturity as a genuine team player. Uyghur's a great fit and versatility to play with any D partner. They have the character that fits into Daryl's two-way hockey. He says, my guess is that Serena has a more deep-rooted issue with Barkov. He's the type of player that every team, he gets the puck offensively, that opposing coaches cringe. Oh, the way Shock says it. As soon as he gets the puck, opposing yeah. coaches cringe. I think Serena sees his lack of intensity to maximize his talent every shift. Is that fair? Yeah, he's, I mean, I don't disagree with that. I don't think he's not talented. I think he is talented. I just think that he kind of leaves a little bit on the bench every time he's out there. That's why I don't like them. I don't like lazy hockey players or people that don't put in 100% effort every shift. And I don't feel like he does because he's got more to offer. Sean in Vancouver says, great chemistry with you guys. Matching colors too. I didn't even know That notice. just happened. <laughs> that just happened. That's going to have to be a thing now. From David in Winnipeg. He goes, I'm usually fairly conservative in my praise of Winnipeg-based players due to the many years of constant disappointment. What are your thoughts on Josh Morrissey's play this year? I think he's definitely playing at a Norris Trophy level. He's doing everything that you want. He had the hat trick the other night, a four-point night. He's on now one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. He's been through a lot there. He's been great, I feel, ever since he came into the league. I like what David's saying. He's like, I don't want to get, you know, be a homer. But he'd be great on any team. I, I absolutely. I think he's a great hockey player. Edmonton could use a little taste of that. That's for sure. Uh, how much are the orders missing Duncan Keith, in your opinion, by the way? Ooh. Well, when we picked up Duncan Keith, I thought people are, people are a little bit like, why would Edmonton do that? And I thought, oh, no, no, you guys are going to see. You guys are going to see. But honestly, I've been underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed by his play ever since he came along and unfortunately, cause I really like him. And I think he was just, I mean, when he was playing in Chicago and you have that many solid defensemen on one team, I mean, he was unbelievable, but yeah, I was just a little, I guess a little disappointed with his play in Edmonton. Stepping outside the norm, Todd and Red Deer's watching on game plus and says, great show as always Rod. I was curious if you and Serena think hockey is the hardest to do play by play. It seems like it to me, but I couldn't do any of it, LOL. Well, to me, it wasn't hard at all. I mean, I came out of the womb, hit the floor, punk. I was ready to go calling hockey games. So it's never, no, not to me. Football was difficult, but I didn't, I'd never played the sport. I didn't understand football. And I don't think I could ever do basketball. I think it kind of depends on, I get what he's, we and I have talked about this before. I just had this conversation with someone this morning. And he said, hockey has to be the hardest thing. And I said, To me, baseball is the hardest thing. You have to fill the gaps. And the fact that Vin Scully called Dodgers games for 125 years without a color guy is mind-boggling to me. It's a lot of talking. 
Yeah. yeah but it helps. It helps, obviously, to know the sport. We're going to let her go shortly here uh, from John in Edmonton. He says, I think we found the new co-host. Sorry, Moose. Uh, John also wants to know, why hasn't Regina traded Connor Bedard? Are they scared? Well, are we... I could talk about it every day, or we could not talk about it at all. What are, what are we going to do here? Junior hockey trades are so much different than professional because there's no money involved. Like, not really. So it's a completely different animal. Uh, they haven't traded him because the owner doesn't want to trade him because the owner wants to sell as many tickets as possible while he's there. And what I also am told, I don't know, I've told, been told it enough, I guess it's true, they can't bear the thought of when he's drafted number one overall that the team that picks him says the Chicago Blackhawks select from the Kamloops Blazers, Connor Bedard. Well, the Pats don't have a good track record with first overall picks. It's not the point. <laughs> Listen, do what you want, but when the ring's empty for the next three, four seasons and your team's in last place because you held on to him too long, don't come crying to me, as Lone Star likes to say. They actually encourage you to come crying to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Serena, thanks, as you were. Thank you. Thanks for everything. My pleasure. Gino Lewis joins us next. It's the RP Show. We're on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the RP Show, switching gears a little bit here on episode number 893 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live. I'm very excited to welcome to the program the reigning East Division Most Outstanding Player of the Canadian Football League of the Montreal Alouettes, Gino Lewis, uh, three-time All-Canadian, All-Star from the Canadian Football League, joins He's still got his Alouettes cap despite... Pending free agency. Gino, welcome to the RP Show, man. How's the offseason going for you? Doing good, man. First, I just want to thank you for letting me, let me get on here today, man. And uh, I appreciate ready to have a good conversation. Yeah, well, we always enjoy talking ball here, Gino. And for our viewers, well, they would, I would hope they all know who you are from Norristown, Pennsylvania. Played at Penn State in Oklahoma, and I just mentioned your CFL career. Gino, can you take me through? Let's just start with this. The 2022 season, individually, it was fantastic. You guys went through a lot in Montreal. I couldn't get past the Argos in the playoffs, but you were at the Grey Cup. As you look back at this season, you've had a couple of weeks to, conflict, uh, to reflect on it. How would you say it went? Yeah, um, you know, personally, um, I always feel like uh, if you don't win a championship, um, it's, it's, it's not a not the best season so uh, obviously i always take the the goods and the, and the negatives from it uh but you know if, if if you don't win a championship i just feel like as a team that you came short um but that doesn't take away the accomplishments that we all did individually as a team um you know what we built built on um i, I was i was i felt pretty good about the season um i actually just got done i was i was just going through watching film uh getting ready to put things together for my highlight tape and uh just kind of breaking everything down um and you can kind of see you know the the ups and the downs that we had we kind of made a lot of games close uh that really probably didn't need to be um but i just think that at the end of the day um uh, we grinded out as much as we could we went through a whole bunch a whole bunch of stuff man on and off the field 
Um, and I was just, I was very happy and grateful just to see how guys handled all that. Cause I've been in Montreal for a long time and had to deal with that type of stuff. So um, to see the young guys, you know, deal with it and be able to keep playing through it. Um, I thought that was, that was a, that was a great, great testament to, to their career. You're not a coach, but looking back, what would you have done differently? What do you think as a team you guys could have done differently to get to the Grey Cup? Um, I think there was times we definitely could have been more aggressive. Uh, I think it's times where uh, we could have had some better player coach communication um, just on, you know, just understanding the, the game and how the games are going and how to adjust in a better way. Uh, and then I also just think at the end of the day, man, we just got to go out there and want it more. Um, um, we, we, it's, it's sometimes it's the little mistakes that, that are catch up to you when it catches up to you. And I feel like that's ultimately kind of what happened to us. What uh, were your impressions of Grey Cup week? Obviously, you were up for the big award, MVP of the league. You went to the greatest Grey Cup party there was, ours, hosted by <laughs> Twisted Tea, and then a pretty interesting yep. game, certainly coming down to the end. What was your Grey Cup week like in Saskatchewan? Oh, the Grey Cup week was it was awesome, man. Uh, that was my first time actually going and, and just seeing how it all works, and uh, it was it was. It was a great opportunity just to, you know, just to see how more of the, how the NFL, uh, the CFL works. Uh, just, just you know, seeing how 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 teams, you know, manage things that they have going on. Just uh, having conversations with other people, meeting guys that from other teams that you never really, you don't know personally. You just know on the field, but you you realize like, okay, that guy he kind of cool. Like, you know, you don't you don't really know him until you have some uh, some personal time with him. But um, it was it was a great experience. Um, I think Saskatchewan. Uh, when it comes to f- facilities and things like that, uh, they're at a different level, man. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see that how they, how they set everything up. Um, and uh, like you said, uh, we had a great time uh, at, at the, at the, at the, at the bar with the, with the party and everything with the, a whole bunch of teams and players. Um, and, you know, for me, the game, it was, it was, it was bittersweet. Um, uh, it's it's kind of hard watching a game that, you know, I feel like we should have been in, could have been in. And uh, I feel like we had a, we had a good chance to do it, but um, I thought, it, like I said, it was an entertaining game. Um, it came down to the end. It was great special teams, great offense, and great defense. And um, the weather was pretty nice out there for for Saskatchewan. So I, I, if, if it was like that, I'll take it any day. It certainly could have been worse. Let's put it that way. Um, you mentioned those players. Who are some that you got to know that you? Realize we're you know better guy than you thought they were once you got to know him. Who were some of those guys? Yeah, so that was my first time meeting Sean Lemon. Uh, he's 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 actually a character, but he's funny. Uh, I, I talked to Mandy Arsenal for a little bit. Uh, Lonzo, D, D, uh, the D D tackle from uh, Ottawa. Uh, just a couple of them guys, man. Just 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 walking around and, and just getting to know them. Uh, uh, just you know seeing what their mindset is and things like that and how they feel about the game. And uh, it's just good to get perspectives from other people, from other teams. The uh, viewers always like uh, questions for you. Uh, here are a few, if you don't mind. Some Randy, or, sorry, where did it go here? Ryan in Toronto wants to know, Gino, excluding Montreal, where is your favorite place to play in Canada? Where is my favorite place to play in Canada? Excluding Montreal. Uh, if we're talking about if we talking about stadiums, stadiums and things like that, I love playing in Saskatchewan. Uh, Winnipeg Stadium is awesome. Um, it's just, it's a different atmosphere uh, in those stadiums, just because it's kind of 
you kind of it's you you kind of feel more of like a of an NFL feel, honestly, just because of you know the dynamic of the stadiums and and, and how big they are and, and how they kind of work. Um, I, I always love playing in those places. I love playing in Hamilton because I always go crazy in Hamilton. So, <laughs> um, and then uh, I I really like playing in Toronto too because they got grass. Uh, I think that's a that's a game changer. Um, just having just having regular grass and stuff like that. Um, I, I love I love really playing in all the places like that. I really never have a problem. I like I like playing away games. I, I've always did since I was in high school. I, I love playing away games. You're a little like me. I think every CFL atmosphere is great. Every single one of them. Um, Dan in Saskatoon says, Boomer Sooner. Gino, do you think your former teammates, Connor Murray and Baker Mayfield, are both portrayed poorly for who they actually are in the NFL? Yeah, for sure. I think the perspective on them and how people look at them is just, a lot of it is off of social media. Um, if, if you met them guys personally uh, and just hung out with them, uh, it's, they're probably not anything that everybody says they are. Um, it's just you got to understand in football, especially when you're a quarterback and you're losing and, and things aren't going the way that they should be and your expectations are so high, uh, there's a lot of things that could just come out and be the reason why people think this is happening and that is happening. And um, trust me, listen, both of them guys, they want to win so bad. And that's why that's why sometimes you can get very frustrated. And I do too. Like when you when you – when you hate losing more than you love winning, it, 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 it there's a different fire in you. So you have to understand, like it might come off a different way, but they just they're just trying to win. They're trying to win, you know, for the organizations, and they're just trying to put their, their they're trying to reach their full potential uh, and with their talent. Uh, Ted in Red Deer says Gino is a beast. Some team will be very happy with him. Regarding your pending free agency, he says, do you want to play in the East or come out West? Are you open to all options? Uh, honestly, I never, I never even really thought about that too. I've been, the thing is I've been in Montreal my whole career. So like, I don't really, I don't really know anything else. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I, I understand. I, see, because I mean, me being in the East also, it's since I've been up here, it's always been like, Oh, you know, the West is dominant and, and the West is this and the West is that. But I also see the East, you know what I mean, as a very, very good division. It's just some years the East were so even that it's, it's, there's so many ups and downs. This team will win, that team will win, this team will win, and then it comes down usually to the end. Um, but, uh, no, nah, I really don't – honestly, I don't really have a preference right now. I really don't have no preference. Um, I just, I just want to play somewhere where uh, I could just go crazy and just, and just reach my full potential. Just a couple of minutes left with you, Gino. When will the free agency pick up for you? Like, what is it, a week before the actual free agency opens? Teams can talk to you. Do you have an idea what you're going to do? What, what are you thinking? Yeah, so you know, right now I'm in the process of uh, just – I'm talking about Montreal. Um, you know, first things first, I want to make sure they get a coach. I want to see who the coach is going to be. Uh, just a couple of things I, I just want to see, um, you know, before I make any decisions. Um, I felt like last year, last year coming into the season – uh, the off season, I might I might have rushed myself too, uh, just just with contracts and things like that. So uh, right now, I'm just really just I'm, I'm in I'm in talks with Montreal. Like I said, I'm trying to do everything I can for to put Montreal in, in the driver's seat. Um, I just I'm kind of it's kind of just like a little bit of a waiting game right now. And, and personally, you know, the position that I'm I'm in right now, I'm not really in the biggest rush. You know what I mean? I, I have to make sure that I, I make the right decision for myself and, 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 and make sure everybody's happy and we're all on the same page. But um, 
yeah, man, I'm just I'm I'm excited for the situation. A lot of people wish they were in a position that I'm in, and uh, you know, I'm just I'm just uh, just grateful to be here and uh, just just looking forward to the future. Hey, and lastly, in a minute or less, what is your off season looking like, Gino? What are you getting up to for the holidays and into the new year? Yeah, so I just came back home. Um, I went back home uh, for Thanksgiving. I uh, went to see my family, seen all my my nephews, my cousins, my mom, my dad, uh, my brothers and sisters. Um, I'm going to go back for Christmas, uh, uh, spend some more time with them. Um, I want to try to take my mother on a vacation for her birthday in January, like I usually do. I took her to Miami a couple years ago, um, and then you know, uh, probably like the towards the end of January, uh, early February, I'm gonna start getting back into my full time training. Probably go down to Florida at some point. Um, you know, I just I feel I always feel different when I'm in Florida training and things like that. That's that's kind of like my my happy place. Uh, I need palm trees and I need the, the water. It's just, it gets my mind right. So especially coming back up here and having to get ready for October and November cold. So um, yeah, man. I'm, like I said, I'm excited. I, I, I ended the season very healthy. Uh, you know what I mean? That's what I, that's one of my biggest things that I always want to do. Um, and, and yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to even take this to a whole nother level. I got so much more in the tank. If everybody thought last year was a good year, um, just, just, just wait till you all see what I really have, you know, in, in the, in the future, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm ready to get this thing going. Well, I believe you. And, uh, Hey, there's a lot of ballers here in Boca. If you, uh, Hit hit Ooh, this area. It. Look us up, man. We'd love to see it. It's good for the soul here in South Florida. Yeah. Gino, thanks for the chat. To, thanks for coming to our party. What's up? I used to actually, I used to train in Davie. Okay. Not, cowboy country. Yeah. Not too far down yeah. the road. Uh, <laughs> merci. Yeah. Have a good day. Thank you, Gino. Cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Gino Lewis of the Montreal Alouettes. One final viewer takeover coming up next. Get your questions and comments in. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, welcome back. It's just me here for overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. And indeed, it is as beautiful here as it looks. Another day in paradise. Uh, by the way, Serena's not with me for this segment, but she 
brought up the lack of Canadian captains uh, as a problem for NHL teams. Mike in Mississauga, Ontario, is watching on Game Plus TV, and he says, Good call, Serena. Landis Cog last year and Dustin Brown in L.A., the only cup winners who were not Canadian in recent memory, signed Mike in Mississauga. And that has the beautiful thing about her. She's not afraid to say whatever she thinks. Never has been. Doesn't care what you think. To be honest, I'm not as bold as that. For instance, I'm hoping to get to this sports update, but if I don't, I got breaking news here that has come down from the Canadian Football League. And you just tell me in the time we have left what you think about this, whether it be via via the YouTube feed or the text line, 902-518-3033. the Canadian Football League announced postseason player discipline today. BC Lions offensive lineman Sue Chung has been fined for a blindside block on Bombers linebacker Malik Clemens. Clearly, that was in the West Final. Argos offensive lineman Philip Blake has been fined for a high hit on Alouette's defensive back Wesley Sutton. Alouette's defensive lineman Mike Moore has received a maximum fine for verbal abuse of an official. And Hamilton Tiger Cats linebacker Kyle Wilson has been fined for violating the league's social media policy. And I don't even know what any of that is. I don't know what Mike Moore said to the ref. I don't know what Kyle Wilson said on social media. But all of this coming out 10 days after the Grey Cup was even played. And we talk about them needing to be in the news and staying visible. This is it. Like, I don't know, man. I've been down here since the day before Grey Cup, so you tell me if I'm missing something. Has Brandon Banks been partying like Alex Ovechkin in 2018 with the Stanley Cup? Has that been going on? Or whatever year it was they won the Stanley Cup? Um, Because I'm not seeing anything out of the CFL. And this is what they come out with today? Four fines for players? You couldn't have done it the week after? I have a bit of an issue with that myself. Um, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. Ted and Red, your great show. Stay warm for most of you. The rest, be cool. It's a warm one here uh, in South Florida today. John Herdman, as we go to a sports update, says he wants to remain coach of Canada's national men's team through the 2026 World Cup in North America after leading the nation to its return to soccer's top tournament. Toronto and Vancouver are among the host cities for the 2026 tournament. Canada closes out the World Cup on Thursday against Morocco. They didn't make the uh, next round. The Blue Jays hired former New York Yankees great Don Mattingly as the team's bench boss today. He spent seven seasons as manager of the Miami Marlins and was named manager of the year in 2020. Last minute of play in the RP show today. He was fired uh, this September. I'll never forget the day was when we were at the Dolphins and the Bills. I'm like, what a great day to announce you're firing your manager in Miami when the Dolphins are playing. Nobody will notice. It's exactly what happened. Toronto Raptors carry a two-game winning streak into New Orleans. Tonight, Toronto coming off that home win over Cleveland the other night, 100-88. The Atlanta Hawks are at Orlando tonight. Three in the NHL. The Oilers look for their third win in a row as they head to Chicago. The Leafs have won four straight. They host San Jose, and Moose will be there. Sends ride a two-game win streak into their home match with the New York Rangers. The sports updates for Ballers Rec Room, the Tap Brew House and Drive-Thru Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. 
Thank you to Gino Lewis, Alan May, Rich Sutter, Perry Shockey, all our buds for joining in, Serena, Moose, our whole crew. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 